0: My first question, I want to talk about what's happening at the moment. I want to talk about your last show because you had such a huge buzz around your spring summer and I think that must have been a lot of pressure and quite a lot of hype, but then the reviews for Autumn Winter have been amazing, so how's that, how's that felt for you? Um, it's been
1: amazing, actually. Um, but yeah, because my, my spring summer was my first solo show mm-hmm. and I showed off schedule in London and. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I really had something to say, so that's why I wanted to say it. And it was, it was received, so I was delighted, but it led to um, sponsorship this season and being on the schedule for Autumn Winter. So it was a little bit nerve-wracking, because um, I felt like, shit, you've given me this now, I need to do something well. But um, I, I'm, I'm delighted with how, how it went and how people perceived it. Um,
0: yeah, I think what a really nice thing about autumn winter was is you showed on the same day as your father, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And I think many people thought that was a really sort of poignant, nice moment in fashion. How did that feel? Was that a pressure to you, or did you think about it?
1: Um, it was pretty hectic because um, there we were. It was it was kind of amazing, you know, to both be showing on the same day, and people were saying when they were queuing in to go to, into dad's in the tent that my show was on the screen outside from being in Somerset House that day but it was um it was also a bit hectic because then obviously dad ran in came to mine and then got up ran out went to his then after mine ran to his my also my brother and my mum both worked for the two of us so there was a lot of running but luckily there was just a court charge but um it was it was really special and I think it was probably the first time in London that a A family had shown on the same day but with their own labels so it was yeah it was definitely poignant.
0: I'm interested also in Ireland because Ireland's such a huge part of your designs and I think you can see that in both your references but also in sort of the craftsmanship behind it so you reference things like the pony kids and traditions from certain islands and around Ireland. Yeah. Do you still consider yourself very much an Irish fashion designer?
1: Uh, I do. I, um, I, my mother's Irish and I was born in Ireland and I lived there until I lived here four years ago and um, for me what I love about Ireland is that it's got roots and it's not only my roots but it's the country it's great roots and um, I think when looking for inspiration and research that if you look to something that you feel connected to you get so much more out of it. So that's why things like uh, the traditions of the women in the Aran Islands uh, inspired my MA collection, where they wear the veils when they're mourning. and um, But then that was also taken from a visit myself to my granny's graveyard in Burke Adiophilie. And when she passed away, she left me all her mass cards. And, um, and I just, you know, you get something much more out of that than seen something in a gallery sometimes but i think you need both but i i do look to, i do definitely think of myself as an irish designer and um but based in the uk
0: oh i want to talk to you about moving to london because you came to london to the central st martin's course to do ma did you find that how was the change for you um it was
1: i i always wanted to come to london i uh since I was a teenager I, well, once I went into college I always, I always came for shows with my parents and um, started assisting when I was like 11 and then 14 really assisting and um, I just thought London was so exciting and then I came and interned in Dazed and Vogue and stuff when I was younger and I was like I need to make the move and, all, and I, the reason I came was to go to St Martin's And um, but it was a big change, you know, Ireland's like a village (laughs) and it's very green. And uh, then to be here was just like, holy shit. And especially to be, I, I came and went straight into the MA and that was probably the most intense time I'd had ever in my life. And it's still pretty high up there in intensity. And uh, so it felt like I was on a different planet, but it didn't even feel like I was in London. It felt like I was just in the bubble in college, and that was my whole life for like nearly those two years. Was but it
0: equally intense when you were at Fashion East? Because obviously you were there for two seasons, I think it was. How did you find that experience?
1: Yeah, I um, Fashion East was amazing. It was, and it was something I never thought that I would do personally because. Um, because t- initiatives like Fashion East and New Gen, they're all obviously in London. And I didn't actually, before I came here, I didn't know very much about them. And even when I was in college, you're in the bubbles. You're not really thinking about what you're gonna do afterwards. So it was a completely different experience. And after the MA show, Lulu got in contact saying, would I like to come and meet her? And I was like, there's no way I'll get Fashioniste because my collection was black and it was tailored. And, but she could see something in it and it was an amazing nurturing experience showing with Fashion East for those two seasons. And I think for me, it was the best thing I could have done because I don't know if I was ready to brave it alone. And, it's, and it was a huge learning curve. I'm
0: interested by what you say about um, that your collection was all black, your MA collection, and you were surprised that Lulu had seen something in that. Do you compare yourself to what other young designers are doing? Because I think it is definitely the case that your aesthetic does stand alone and you are doing something different. There's not that kind of... Those colours and those prints that we're seeing a lot of other young designers doing.
1: Yeah, like,
0: I I feel super lucky
1: because what I do is really innate to me. And I think timing was on my side. Uh and I think um I like like as much as I like underst- understand and I'm interested in print and you know, but it's not it's not for me. And I think, you know, if you look at other people, you know, you're not looking at yourself. And you need to look at yourself first and then put that out into the universe. But um I uh yeah, I, I, I can definitely see a difference. Like, well, before I went into college, Bodycon was very much the, the thing that was going on at the time. And I was never going to do Bodycon, <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do. So, um, yeah, I, I, I put a lot of it
0: down to time, timing. You say that your clothes kind of come from within, and something's very personal to you. Do you find that you design for yourself? Do you think about yourself as kind of the Simone Rocha woman?
1: Um, I'm probably scruffier than <laughs> the Simone Rocha bird, but I am. Um, yeah, I think it's it's. It will for me. I'm removed from it, and you know, I don't. You know, go oh, yeah, I want this dress, you know, for, you know, but at the same time, I would like to be able to embody some of the collection. And, um, and I feel then it's sincere, you know what I mean? I feel it's sincere to me if it is a part of my aesthetic.
0: We've talked a little bit already about kind of the incredible response that you've had to... Mm-hmm your shows but I want to talk to you about one particular person who I'm sure you get asked about a lot which is obviously the sort of Lady Gaga moment that you had there was the L cover but also her just wearing your designs about how did that feel because she's I don't think people would naturally say that she was kind of your woman as such but she really made those clothes work for her
1: I know like it was it was the last thing I personally had expected because uh, like you said it wasn't exactly like my woman and I, um, but I really think she embodied it to her, I like, I'm a big believer in people's own personal style and I would like what I do to be able to integrate into somebody themselves and I think she was able to do, I think she did that. But it was definitely a, a, a moment and like, you know, then like my uncle who's a doctor knew who she was really <laughs> <impressed>. <laughs> and was really impressed and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, and especially the L cover because um, I was actually in New York at the time uh, in, a sh- in a showroom with the British Fashion Council that sent me over and uh, I just got, a, like, a phone call from a PR being like, it's on the cover. And I was like, OK, thanks. And then I was like, Jesus, what do I do now? But um, it was, no, it was definitely an exciting moment because everyone looks at her and it was really nice because obviously she saw something in what I did and wanted to be a part of it, so I was, I was really touched and completely surprised.
0: I want to talk to you about your aesthetic because mm-hmm. it's something we've kind of toyed with and what we've been talking about already. You're often described as it's a very tired fashion phrase, but it's this kind of femininity with a masculine twist. It's yeah. often said about your clothes. But I think there is a, a definite kind of gender aspect to what you do. Is that something that's intentional? Do you think about that a lot?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I think, innate to me, like, I think I could make really feminine romantic clothes, but it wouldn't, that's not what excites me. What excites me is knocking it off, kilter, and for me, it's bringing boys into the situation. And it's, um, like, I think, what makes it fresh and interesting is about giving it a toughness, and that's like why I look a lot to like real people and and i think I think it can be really saturated if it's like unless it's so feminine that it's a cake and then it's like ironic and it's like gross <laughs> and then then it'd probably be good but um I think it's about a balance and it's about a contrast and I think and i I know it's a really classic concept but I feel it works into my work all the time whether it's in fabrication or whether it's in researching you know this season for the autumn winter I had all my pictures out and I'd have the the kids in cherry orchard up against the people from Papua New Guinea and it's about seeing both of those images and then pulling it together and then putting into putting it into a garment and refining it.
0: But it's about that mix. That leads quite nicely into an item that I do want to talk to you about, which is your Perspex Healed Brogue. And we talked about that a little bit more before the interview started. And I know that's something that's had a lot of airtime, but yeah. <laughs> what was the thought behind that? And what? how did you feel about the reaction to that?
1: Um, it's amazing. I think, I think when I go, all that'd be left would be this this shoe mm-hmm. <laughs> staring at me. But it's um what it was originally was um I actually have had a fascination with brogues for years. Um, my mum used to wear a lot of Comme des Garçons brogues when I was growing up, and I was always like, "Why are you wearing lad shoes?" And uh, but I thought they were so beautiful, and um, I got a pair of churches when I was sixteen and I wore them to death till the holes went in them and I just I loved the the solidness of the the classicness of the shoe and um, so then I was thinking for the next season and it was all about kind of elevating these classic pieces like I was doing pea coats and crombie coats but I was trying to elevate them to something feminine that came through in the fabrication and it I was like, well, how can I elevate this classic brogue? So we put it on its tippy toes with the Perspex. And what it was, it was because I wanted a fabric that related, what what really inter- interested me in like the tools and that fabrication was that it was see through. So it was playing tricks. So on the body, you know, it could look like you were missing a piece. And then I was like, I need that in a strong fabric so and then I was like no I needed something much more that it can be constructed and I'd used Perspex the previous season in accessories for that reason and then in in bags and I was like well maybe we can work it into the shoe and uh, yeah it gets a lot of air time <laughs> but uh yeah it was about kind of bridging that gap of always me personally I feel much more comfortable in a flat shoe, because um, I feel like I'm going to fall over if I'm in a high heel sometimes. And um, it was really about being able to wear a flat shoe, like a chunky, masculine, classic shoe, but still be ladylike.
0: So that's where it came from. <laughs> what do you think about for the future? For you, like London seems important to you. Do you want to stay in London or?
1: Yeah, I, I love London and I love the energy here and I love the support I have here. and um, so I, I can't see myself going anywhere else anytime soon, but in the future, I, I just hope to still do what I do and hopefully do it well, um, keep showing, keep making clothes and hopefully people still wearing clothes. <laughs> that, would, that would be good too.